the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in, in what part of the country? <laughs> Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Hopefully, the program that you have been waiting for, the Bible Talk program, following Daryl Woods' Run to Win. Good to be with you. Get your Bibles. You can't listen to this program without having a Bible, because the name of the program is Bible Talk, and that's what it's all about. Any issue of theology, apologetics, Christian living, which you want to discuss is discussed on this program. All you've got to do is give us a call at area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. And I'd like to say hello to my wife, who better be listening, better be <laughs> listening to this program tonight. Uh, with the rest of you, I am in the studio here at WLQV, and it's just great uh, to be here with all of these professionals that surround me. Just watched uh, Darryl, the great Daryl Wood leave moments ago, and I just, uh, just took sit down and I uh, in the same seat he was in. I feel so honored. <laughs> Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss, and just to let you know, uh, just to let you know, yes, it's going to happen, the Monday night Bible study is back. That's right. The Strictly Biblical Monday night Bible study is back. Now, it's going to be in a new location. We'll tell you about that because uh, the, the church actually is moving. We're going to be getting another church. We're leasing somewhere now. But we'll tell you tomorrow where uh, the, the date and the time you can show up and be a part of our Defending the Faith series. Defending the Faith series. That's what it will be. And uh, once we start, it will be every Monday, uh, 7 o'clock. To about uh, an hour and a half, we'll get out of there at about 8.30. Every day you come, you will get papers put in your hands that are dealing with the kingdom of the cults. All of the false doctrines and uh, all of the false uh, religious movements. You'll be dealing with them in an apologetic setting where you will learn what the cults, what the cults teach 
plus be able to compare it with what the Bible really says. And uh, let us say we will have some practice where you can learn how to be a, a good apologist and good defender of the, fifth, of the Christian faith. But we'll be talking about that uh, tomorrow. Get more information on it and let you know, but get ready. It's coming. Uh, and uh, we'll give you the date and everything. And uh, it's uh, donation-friendly. No certain price you have to pay. We want you to give to support uh, the program so it can continue. But I feel it's a necessity for us to produce Christians who are defenders of the faith. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Today, we're going to be looking at uh, an apologetic issue, and it's amazing to me what people will believe about the Bible. Now, understand, none of us can understand it all, but there are some things in the Bible that are just clear and plain. Uh, there shouldn't be any debate about them or anything. The Bible says this and that's it. But unfortunately, that's not the way it is in our society today. And it's getting worse. I'm reading to you now some information from Watchman Fellowship Incorporated, good organization, uh, their first thoughts uh, information, which they have online, where George W. Barner conducted a survey of American religious beliefs. Even though nine of ten adults own at least one Bible, and 8 out of 10 consider themselves Christians, his findings reveal, now this isn't too uh, recent, this is some some years ago, but goodness, if it was as bad here, uh, it must be worse now, is what I'm thinking. His findings reveal the great diversity of belief in our cultures, especially when contrasted with biblical teaching. Now notice that. He revealed the great diversity of belief in our culture, especially when contrasted with biblical teaching. Okay. So here's the samplings of his findings. What did he find out? He found out that 35%, that's 35% of respondents, believe it is possible to communicate with others after they die. That, that's what he said. That he found out that uh, you have respondents believe, those who responded to his, uh, his uh, you know, an analysis, believe it is possible to communicate with others after they die. I'm here to tell you, the Bible says no to that. Okay? Absolutely no. Okay? The one thing you should not be trying to do is to communicate with your loved ones after they die. You don't do that. Right? Uh, but there are some who believe they actually can and have. Now, I'll tell you what ha- has happened to me. Uh, when my mother and father passed, uh, I did have dreams with them in the dreams, yes. But uh, I knew when I woke up, it was just a dream. Okay? The idea that you can communicate with others after they di- die is a, let us say, an occultic idea. In fact, it's something clearly that the Bible forbids. Yeah, the Bible forbids it. Open first uh, Chronicles chapter 10, verse 13. First Chronicles 10 and 13, we see this verse. Now, this leads up to a story. You know, basically, uh, Saul, right? He calls back Samuel from the dead to talk to him. A violation of the law of God. And no doubt God let it happen here just to show him how much trouble he was in. But uh, here it says in First Chronicles 10 and verse 13, why Saul died. Okay, I want to read it all, but what, what happens is that uh, uh, Saul, he wanted to talk to Samuel. He wanted some information, and he wit- went to the witch of Endor to get her to conjure up okay, uh, and bring uh, Samuel back from the dead. Now, I'm here to tell you, the witch was surprised when, when Samuel showed up. So which meant, meant 
that God did it just to show Saul a lesson of something he should not have done, right? Should not have done. In fact, he got into a lot of trouble. God addressed him on it. Then it tells us in, uh, in fact, it be, be, be a good idea for you when you get a chance, read the entire chapter, starting at 1 Chronicles chapter 10. But uh, basically, uh, here is the conclusion of it, right? 1 Chronicles 10 and 13. So Saul died for his transgression, which he committed, against the Lord, even against the word of the Lord, which he kept not, and also for asking counsel of one that had a familiar spirit. That Those were people who said, quote, they're able to conjure up your loved ones, okay, to talk to you, okay, to inquire of it, and inquire not of the Lord. Therefore, he slew him and turned the kingdom unto David, the son of Jesse. He died because he violated scripture, uh, by going to talk to the dead. Okay? Uh, and that's something the Bible points out. He should have known better, right? Because the word of God forbid this. It forbid this. And we have to understand, the only thing that's walking and talking is the Bible. The only thing that you go to to find out what God wants you to do is in the Bible. Uh, you don't get that from anywhere else. Okay? And any good pastor, teacher, you name it, is going to turn you to the Bible and what saith the word of God. Okay? Uh, Leviticus chapter 19, verse 31, dealing with the same issue. Leviticus 19 and 31 uh, says this, Regard them not that have familiar spirits. These are those who, even back in the ancient days, you know, still uh, dealing around with witchcraft and sorcery and conjuring up the dead. Regard not them that have familiar spirits, neither seek after wizards, to be defiled by them. I am the Lord your God. So his commandment was to stay away from that kind of involvement. That is not something that God wants you to be involved in. So he talks about it here. And then one more place, which would be good to look at uh, here, not too far away, actually. In Leviticus chapter 20, Leviticus chapter 20, we, th- we see again that still this subject is being dealt with, right? How many of you know that when you see this much attention uh, Uh, paid by God to an issue, it's a very serious issue. Over here, Leviticus chapter 20 and verse 6, Scripture says, And the soul, this is the warning that comes from the word of God, And the soul that turns after such as have familiar spirits, and after wizards to go a-whoring after them, I will even set my face against that soul, and will cut him off from among his people. Wow. Sanctify yourselves, therefore, and be you holy, for I am the Lord your God. So all kinds of occultic uh, operations, friends, we need to stay away from that kind of thing. You can see clearly that the word of God uh, is against it, does not back it up at all. If we are going to engage in any uh, uh, fooling around with the powers of darkness and get involved in wizardry and things of that nature, witchcraft. Okay. Once again, Leviticus 20 and 6, And the soul that turns after such as have familiar spirits, and after wizards to go a whoring after them, I will even set my face against that soul, and will cut him off from among his people. Right. So, what surprises me, as I look at this and other things that we'll be looking at today, uh, is how easy it is for people to get fascinated, I mean absolutely fascinated, by unbiblical information. They just love it, Right. 
when things are said that it kind of geeks their fancy, uh, whether it's in the Bible or not, doesn't seem to matter to a lot of people. They just enjoy something where they feel that they're getting knowledge that they can possibly understand, but it's not from the Word of God. Now, if we were to talk about someone that comes to my mind, right, uh, back in the day a little bit, but her book was very, very popular, and it shocked me on how popular this book was, written by Mary K. Baxter. The title of the book was The Divine Revelation of Hell. Now, notice I didn't say the, the book of Revelation, The Divine Revelation of Hell by Mary Becker, by Mary Becker. Baxter. She wrote this book, and ba basically what she said was that she had a trip that she took to hell. Not to say that, but even more than that, actually, that uh, Jesus Christ was the one who led her on that journey. Now, now, I, I think I think by virtue of the fact that you have li are listening to this program and no doubt have listened to it before, you know you can't believe everything that people say. Okay, I don't believe for a single minute, not a second, that Mary Baxter received a divine revelation of hell. Okay, now it could just be a dream and she was deceived by the dream, or it could be some deception. But I know one thing: that she did not receive a divine revelation of hell. Okay. Uh, and it didn't come from God. Okay? God didn't take her on this journey. She, she said that Jesus took her on a tour through hell. Okay? Uh, that didn't happen either. Right? How do I know it? Because the Bible doesn't back up the things that she says in her book. Okay? That's it. All scripture is inspired by God. Okay? That's the way it is. If it's not in the Bible, it's not walking and it's not talking. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Any questions you have about the Word of God is welcome on this program. You can take me in another direction. That's all right. I'm able to go off the road and turn the car right back on the road again. All right. I do even better driving when my wife is there, but we won't go there. But uh, any question you have about the Bible, this is your show. This is your program. I want you to call with that question. You're not interrupting me. Uh, it doesn't uh, confuse me at all. Uh, we're glad to deal with your question. Any question you have that I can't answer today, well, uh, go into my book study and have it for you next time. But I have a good, pretty good track record of being able to deal with questions as you call them in. So if you want to do that, if you're driving, stop that car before you use that phone. But do call at area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. And put our technician to work, okay? Luke is here. Luke wants to work. He's a young man, and I know he hasn't worked hard. Because I can see him through the glass. I can see him through the glass. And when I see little beads of sweat coming down his forehead, I know that the young man is working. So help me, an old man, make a young man work. Okay, number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss, and wow, well, what brings me joy is to see a caller, and guess what her name is? Joy, how you doing, Joy? My name is Joyce, and I'd like to know, could you give me as much information as you can about the Lutheran Church I've been going to a Lutheran church, and I've been to a lot of Baptist churches, but uh, even so, the ones that closed up and then the one that stayed open in the summertime and the outside, I was going there. So 
I I don't see where they believe in water baptism or the people. They're so much like Catholics that I'm just trying to find out what do you say about the Lutheran Church. Well, I don't have much problems with the Lutherans at all. They are similar to Catholics in one way. Uh, in, th- in terms of uh, uh, babies, they believe in uh, uh, baptizing babies and having ceremonies with them with water. But other than that, uh, uh, Lutherans are, are very biblical. All of the uh, other doctrines of the Christian uh, faith we hold to, and, and the same as theirs. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, there are some differences that we have concerning uh, uh, the issues of baptism. People are saved now, not because of uh, the water of baptism, even though, you know, we want to, what it is, it's a symbol. When you go into the water, it's symbolic of you being buried with Christ. When you come out of the water, it's symbolic of you being uh, raised from the dead. Uh, so, so that is the meaning of it. Um, uh, but, but basically, salvation is based upon you believing in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. In other words, we know that if a person confesses Christ as their Lord and Savior and they died without being baptized, they're going straight to heaven, no doubt about it. And I don't think somebody's going to not make heaven because they d- didn't get uh, uh, baptized in a correct fashion. So, so I wouldn't say that Lutheran, uh, Lutherans are a cult at all. They're similar to Roman Catholics, but they don't go as far as Roman, uh, as Roman Catholicism goes. Uh, well, Roman Catholicism puts you under a uh, uh, priest where you go to him to have your sins forgiven, things of that nature, which they don't do in, uh, in a Lutheran church. Lutheran church more biblical, following their great uh, leader, uh, Martin Luther, back in the day. So you're saying it's okay, the Lutheran church is okay? Yeah, they're not a cult. What I deal with is uh, those who are teaching cult doctrine, like the Jehovah's Witnesses, uh, but Mormons. But there is a minister, Geno Jennings. He, he's against all of this stuff that they're teaching. Well, if he's against if all this stuff. If you're not baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, you've never been baptized, and he's saying women preachers is a heathen church. How, how, how that teaching and this teaching is so different? Well, because some people are going by the Bible and some people are not, and Jennings is one of them, okay? Uh, because he said, uh, what, that about, what did he say about women? Uh, Pastor Gino Jennings, that's I'm on TV. That's how I seen him up on my cell phone and TV. Uh-huh. He's saying, uh, don't go to a church that has a woman that is the pastor or do any preaching. The women are not supposed to do that. They're supposed to keep silent. He says if you're not baptized, he's teaching all the time, if you're not baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, you have never been baptized. He teaches a lot of things that I never heard before. Well, I've heard some of the things he teaches before, but unfortunately the things that he teaches do do not match up what the Bible says. In the Bible we have prophetesses, one by the name of Huldah, which we look at in Kings, she was a prophetess of God. There were some women who chose to be prophetess. There were judges of Israel. Deborah, she was a judge of Israel. Mm-hmm. Miriam mm-hmm. Uh, with Moses, she was a prophetess. Okay? Uh, Philip in uh, the book of Acts, he had daughters that prophesied. So no, women can speak. They just can't be an authority over a man. Okay? That's all. That's, that's what the prohibition is. And uh, so no. They cannot be an authority over the church? Uh, well, under a pastor. In other words, their job is to be under the pastor. In other words, there's nothing wrong with women preaching as evangelists uh, uh, or being preachers, but just being over the church. The pastor, the pastoral role is one that the Bible does not support them in strongly. Well, the Lutheran has a, a, a female pastor. 
she is over the church. They switch pastors every so often. So the female she right now is the pastor over the church. So you're saying? Yeah, that's that's something I wouldn't be comfortable with, with a uh, with a female being the pastor of a church. But in terms of them uh, teaching and preaching, you know, if we go to Acts chapter 9, verse 36, what we see here is, now there was at Joppa a certain disciple named Tabitha, which by interpretation is called Dorcas. This woman was full of good works and alms deeds, right? So here, she was a, uh, uh, a d- disciple. She was a female disciple. Uh, and so we see that uh, pattern in other places in the Bible as well. There's no problem with women being in ministry as long as they do not usurp authority from uh, a man. That, that's the only prohibition that the Bible uh, places on that. And uh, also, let me uh, show you another passage here uh, where you can deal with this as well. Over in uh, Acts chapter 21, in Acts chapter 21, we see the same thing, where uh, uh, Philip had daughters who prophesied, right? And so this is uh, uh, right in the Bible itself where we see that. So definitely, if uh, he gave them the gift to be able to prophesy, then we'd have to admit that there can't be anything with women speaking in church as long as they're not speaking in some way that is uh, uh, out of order yeah, or, uh, you know, in other words, usurping the authority over a, ma- over a man. In Acts 21, and it says at verse uh, 9, I read the verse for you, Acts 21 and 9, and the same man, and that's talking about Philip, the evangelist, the same man had four daughters, virgins, which did prophesy. And so, no problem. They were in their place under authority, but still, God can, can use women to proclaim the word of God all, as well, as long as they're not over, uh, uh, you know, over the male. All right. Thank hopefully you. That, thank you. Good thank question. You. I appreciate that question very much. Hopefully thank that helps you. Thank you so much. All right. God bless. God Bye-bye. bless you. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Now, at the uh, at Monday Night Bible Study, we will get into all of this stuff in detail. And every time you come, okay, you will get uh, information. Oh, yeah. In fact, you might need a little folder to bring with you uh, so that you can have this information ready at hand. And when uh, uh, you get in discussions with people who are in false doctrines or in cults, all you do is whip it out and have a good discussion with them. It's not your job to save their souls. The only person who can save a soul is Jesus Christ. But your job is, to the best of your ability, uh, and our ability, right, is to preach the gospel. So remember that. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Let's go and talk to uh, Wanda in Farmington Hills. How are you doing, Wanda? I am well. Thank you, Pastor Moss, for taking my call. I appreciate that. Thank you for calling. Um, and I, sure. And I have a question. I hope I apologize if it sounds a bit juvenile, but I, I just want to ask. There's no question. juvenile questions on the Bible <laughs> Talk program. Oh no, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, a lot of us have uh, pets that we love, and we have animals that we love in this life. And I want to know: is there anything in the Bible, or is there any? Thing that we can draw that that would um, inform us about animals in heaven. Like, will animals be in heaven? Um, is there a chance that our pets who pass on could be in in heaven? At, is that something that's even talked about in the Bible? Well, you, you know something that is something that I've been asked quite recently lately. A lot of folks are concerned. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of them are concerned with what happens to their 
that happens to their canines and their, and their animals. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, it, it, it's just an amazing thing. Uh, now, uh, I would say this. In fact, it's very interesting because you bring back uh, something that happened to me. Um, I did have a uh, discussion uh, w- w- with someone one time about this very issue who said mm-hmm. that uh, I told him uh, that uh, uh, animals don't, you know, you know, that animals don't go to heaven. When they die, they, they mm-hmm. don't go to heaven. But, um, you know, it's very interesting. You always need to really check out your Bible before you make a statement. <laughs> because mm-hmm. if you go to Revelation chapter 19, right, where it says, mm-hmm. at verse 11, okay, uh, being strictly biblical, as I must be here, Revelation 19 <laughs> and verse 11, and I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse. Oh, mm. and he had set upon him was called wow. faithful and true, and in righteousness he doth uh, judge and make war. Okay, uh, and so here Jesus comes back on a horse. Okay? A horse. Yes, wow. Comes back on. So, in other words. And, and then there was, I can't think of his name, but there was a, uh, an, an evangelist back in the day who his, he, he used his horse on all his evangelistic, evangelistic campaigns. And so he just knew wow. his horse was going to heaven. So, <laughs> what, so what happens is we cannot say absolutely 100 for sure that there will be no animals in heaven. If there's okay. something, okay. let's put it this way. Now, there, there's no salvation plan for him or anything like that. Right. But if, right. in fact, uh, a believer... Uh, wanted an animal, God would easily be able to create that for you in heaven. Uh, but there's just wow. no plan. There's no salvation plan laid for, down for mm-hmm. them. They don't. But by virtue of the fact that Jesus came back on a white horse, okay, mm-hmm. that's an animal. <laughs> so that's if, right. It that could be true. that if, uh, if an animal was what someone wanted or their pet, God could create, mm-hmm. uh, create it for them in, in scratch and just give it to them. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that is good to know. We lost, uh, uh, unfortunately, uh, our dog after having him for almost 16 years. So I'm just trying to share a word with, you know, my family and my daughter. And so I appreciate you for, for speaking on this subject. All right, for now, me today. don't tell anybody I said that all animals are going to heaven. I didn't say I that. I will not. <laughs> don't, I will not. <laughs> don't, don't tell anybody that Pastor Ma said I there's a salvation plan, plan for the animals. Get your doggy no, gospel and no preach to them. Don't say that. So I'll be looking for. I will be looking for you. <laughs> I will not. I promise. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> that, Take care. All right. You too. That number to call. Area code eight six six four two three nine five seven eight. Area code eight six six four two three nine five seven eight. To be on the air, Bible talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Tom in Detroit. What's on your mind, sir? Uh, you know, I uh, I was multitasking, and I uh, I I. Uh, figured out the answer while I was waiting. So (laughs) I'm not even going to ask because it would just multiply confusion. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you for calling, buddy. You're welcome. Okay. Bye-bye. We're going to go to Bill in Oakland Township. How you doing, Bill? Hey, I'm doing good, Pastor. How you doing today? Good. Thanks for calling. I just wanted to mention when you were talking about uh, Lutheran Church, um, you do realize there's different synods. There's the Missouri Senate and the Wisconsin right. Senate. exactly. And they're totally different. Uh-huh. So the Missouri Senate, from what I understand, is the better, the more biblical. Uh-huh. Where, like, the Wisconsin Senate has the women pastors, and they, they're they actually pro-gay, pro, you know, LGBTQ, whatever. Um, 
So you've got those differences within the same. Well, well, you, well you know, like I do, that any church, because look, that's happening among some Baptist churches and other churches as well, where they don't even change the name of their group, but basically they accommodate, uh, you know, homosexuality and this whole transgender type of movement that we're going. Some of them are. Uh, yeah, the Methodists well, are having a problem with that. Yeah. So that there we can't condemn the whole group, but there are aspects of it or some some, some uh, areas where some of them, okay, uh, like I said, you, you, this can happen in, in the Baptist, Methodist, or anyone, that uh, that they can be uh, call themselves Baptists but not practice what Baptists are supposed to teach. Uh, so, so we're supposed to be like Bereans, right? <laughs> like the Bereans? Yeah, should be, but you know. Uh, but what happens is you find out that there are churches with orthodox names that comp- have compromised. You know that. You've seen it now where there are you know, sure. homosexuality, transgenderism. But what happens is we have to make sure, and see, and this is where our intellect has to be uh, discerning, where we don't condemn all of the group because some of the groups fall away. Okay? Uh, there are some Baptist churches that are so liberal I wouldn't. Uh, I would not want to be there. But I grew up in Baptist churches that were Orthodox entirely. Okay. So, but you're right. We have to be very careful. In other words, we just can't go by the name, can we? We've got to go by only what ascribes to the Word of God. Exactly. It's always bad if we paint with a broad brush. We got to take each person one at a time, right? Right, and each group one at a time, and not and then uh, not uh, uh, assume that just because they say that we're Baptist or we're this, that they're following everything that the Bible says Baptists and Lutheran or what is supposed to. Well, follow. it's it's like sure, it's like the Catholic Church um, follows a lot of uh, what I call poor doctrine, bad doctrine. But that doesn't mean that there's not individuals that are true Christians that are in the Catholic Church, even though they they probably shouldn't be. Um, So it's like I say, it's one person at a time, because no matter what church you're actually attending, there's still good and bad people. Wheat and tares, right? Well, 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 you're right. And and a lot of times it's not uh, necessarily uh, broken down into good or bad. You know, sometimes a person can be good but have absolutely false doctrine. And I do believe, I've met many Catholics, and I'm sure are Christian, uh, but, you know, there's some things that are in the Catholic Church, needless to say, that give me trouble. One of them is this idea of praying to Mary, uh, which oh, is sure. not biblical at all. It's n- 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 the Bible doesn't support it one bit. Literally, to do that also almost turns her into a deity. And over in First yep. Timothy chapter 2, Okay, First Timothy chapter 2, and in verse uh, 4 and 5, it says, Who will have all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Then verse 5, For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. When you pray to God, you don't go through Mary. You don't. To pray to her exactly. like that, you know, you it know, turns into a God. Scary, you know, the scariest part about the Catholic Church is they changed the Ten Commandments and they removed the one commandment about statues and whatnot, and they split the tenth one. So there's still ten commandments, but they split the tenth one into two. And they removed the one ten commandment regarding statues, praying to statues. Um, so anyone who's bold well, well, enough no, to change well, the yeah. ten commandments? Well, if you're praying, if you're praying, well, if you're praying to Mary, I guess <laughs> you, you can include statues in it. But uh, yeah. for sure, yeah. there's nothing in the Bible that condemns having a cross. Uh, but definitely, oh, no. yeah, if you're praying yeah, to nothing. a statue, 
then, uh, and, uh, and I know what you mean, because they, that is what happens. In fact, there are sometimes statues that are made and buried somewhere trying to sell a house, a lot of things. But needless oh, to say, yeah. these are the troubles with Catholicism. And the one thing why I could never be a Catholic, because I will never pray to anyone except to God. Yeah. So, exactly. Yeah. I appreciate your show, Pastor. I appreciate you. I appreciate your call and all of you callers. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Going to take a break, and we'll be right back. ...difference in your life that impacts you for years to come, then it's time to stand with Israel by going there. Consider the thrilling excitement of joining nationally syndicated media host Dr. Sebastian Gorka and renowned author and filmmaker Dinesh D'Souza on the Stand with Israel Tour, November 30th through December 9th, 2022. Journey through the Holy Land with two of the most respected political commentators of today. Together with like-minded travelers, you'll see over 40 iconic sites during the 10-day tour. You can pray at the Western Wall in Old City, Jerusalem, float on the Dead Sea, and take a boat out into the middle of the Sea of Galilee. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com to reserve your spot or call 855-565-5519. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com or call 855-565-5519 to book today. This is Luke Hammett. By now you've all heard me talk about my pillow, and now Mike Lindell has just announced that our listeners will receive one of his books, What Are the Odds? From Crack Addict to CEO. Absolutely free with any purchase using the promo code Luke. It's a great time to buy his warm and wonderful My Slippers. They are designed to wear indoor and outdoor all day long. They're made with My Pillow foam and impact gel to help prevent fatigue, and made with quality leather suede. For a limited time only, Mike Lindell is offering 50% off on all my slippers. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener's square and use the promo code LUKE. You will also get deep discounts on all my pillow products, including some overstock products such as individual towels, blankets, comforters, and so much more. Call 800-861-6525 and use the promo code LUKE. That's 800-861-6525 and use the promo code LUKE at checkout. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Win an all-expense-paid trip for you and your family to attend Focus on the Family's Sea Life 2022 event in Colorado Springs, including round-trip airfare, three-night stay at Great Wolf Lodge, travel expenses, and event admission. Hear from Focus on the Family president, Jim Daly, music from Phil Wickham, and a host of inspiring speakers. Don't miss your chance to see this pro-life moment. Enter the Focus on the Family Sea Life Getaway today. Visit faithtalkdetroit.com for details. FM 92.7, AM 1500, the mobile app or on the web. We're all the same great Faith Talk Detroit. You're listening to FM 92.7 and AM 1500 WLQV, Faith Talk Detroit, in Odyssey Station. (music) 
That number to call is area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss, looking as as always at the truth of the Bible versus what we see in the world uh, and other religious movements, uh, and hopefully enticing you. It's coming. It's right around the corner. Our Monday night Bible study, Strictly Biblical's Monday night Bible study is coming back. The Faith Defenders Bible study is what we're going to call it. Everybody's welcome to come. We will give you the location, the time. Every time you come, you will take material home with you to study. And uh, definitely we're going to prepare you for dealing with the kingdom of the cults. Right now, looking at extra biblical stuff, one book that was quite popular in its day, I bought a copy of it, and it uh, I would have laughed at it, but, you know, hey, it's talking about some serious stuff, but it just goes so, so, uh, let's put it, unbiblical in approaching it. Written by Mary Baxter, the book called Divine Revelation of Hell. I think I still have it in my library, where she literally says that uh, she went to hell, and Jesus brought her there, all right? Uh, <laughs> so here, it's a good book. If you're one of those persons who likes to just believe what anybody says, they say it, it excites you, so you believe it. Uh, uh, and if you like things that are not in the Bible, you'll love her book. Okay? If, you, if you are an extra-biblical kind of person and someone tells you about some supernatural event, you go, oh, oh, that is just so wonderful. Well, you'll buy books like this, The Divine Revelation of Hell. Uh, and she's all over the place. And what she says is not only unbiblical, but also rather frightening. For instance, I quote from her, page 73 of her book, okay? She talks about her experience with Jesus. Jesus is taking her through hell, showing her hell. As I left, I saw another group of demons coming up to the coffin. Now, what were demons doing coming up to a coffin? They were about three feet high, dressed in black clothes, (laughs) with black hoods over their faces. They were taking shifts, tormenting this soul. Now, look at that. These demons dressed in black clothes, according to Baxter in her book, The Divine Revelation of Hell, all right, black hoods over their faces, they were taking shifts, tormenting this soul. Some soul was down there being tormented by demons. Now, you find me one place in the Bible where you see demons tormenting human beings in hell. Find me that scripture, right? Find it for me, right? Um, and needless to say, uh, the person who responds to this says, where does the Bible say such things? Nowhere. A coffin in hell? The Bible doesn't talk about coffins being in hell. Blood from a spirit who is immaterial? This is all nonsense, right? Then, uh, Baxter is con- constantly, all the time in her book, being pulled out of hell and brought back. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus takes her to hell, brings her out, takes her to hell, brings her out. Come on, Okay. Why would you want to believe this stuff, right? And so she goes on to write in her book, right, page 77, the next night, Jesus and I went into hell again. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, so she is not left there, but it's like a light switch goes on and off. She goes back and forth. That's what's happening. And then uh, she says, and she quotes here, Satan still thinks he can overthrow God and disrupt God's plan. But he was defeated at the cross. I took the keys away from Satan. This is what she says Jesus said. This is what she said came out of Jesus' mouth. Satan still thinks he can overthrow God and disrupt God's plan. But he was defeated at the cross. Well, that's true. 
I took the keys away from Satan. That's what she said Jesus said. Jesus told her, okay? Now, he didn't tell you, didn't tell me, but oh, he told her. Okay? She's like Isaiah or something, some prophetess or something. I took the keys away from Satan, and I have all power in heaven and in earth. And that is what she said that Jesus told her, right? Now, I want to tell you something. I'm not a betting man because I don't gamble, all right? <laughs> I don't know if I'm too holy or too poor not to gamble, but I don't do it. I don't do it. But I tell you what, you can look at your Bible from now until doomsday, and you won't find any place in there where there's any account at all, absolutely none, zip, zero, where you see uh, Jesus taking keys away from Satan. No, 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 no. It's not in the Bible, and it didn't happen. Why? Because the devil never had any keys to hell. Never. He never has the keys to hell. Okay? He doesn't have the ones in heaven, but he has no keys to hell. He has no keys at all. The idea, listen to me, the idea that Satan is the king of hell is something that you find in Bugs Bunny cartoons, right? The old ones you watch on TV. That's where you get that from, not from the Bible. The idea that he's the king of hell, and that's all absolutely make-believe. And I think the devil laughs every time he sees someone who seriously believes this. Oh, amazing. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Listen to this. More of the stuff coming from the book, Divine Revelation of Hell. Okay, uh, Where she continues to say, uh, now one thing, uh, she did talk about, well, let's read it here. Satan still thinks he can overthrow God and disrupt God's plan, but he was defeated at the cross. I took the keys away from Satan, and I have all power in heaven and in earth. Even Jesus, no, there's no account at all the devil ever had any keys that had to be taken away from him. If you have believed that, all you got to do is show me in the Bible where such a verse exists. While the first part is true of Satan's defeat at the cross, the second is not. Again, this is a distortion of Scripture. And she is pouring in the current charismatic view. Where in scriptures are we ever told that Satan ever had keys to hell? And Jesus confiscated them. She says in another place, Jesus said, I took the keys of hell away from Satan many years ago. That is total bunk. Okay? She said that. We will not find that statement made anywhere in the Bible. I came and opened these cells and let my people out. You won't find that in the Bible. Okay, that there are cells in the Bible. Jesus took keys and let her, come on. We are told that Jesus possesses the keys okay, to death and Hades. That's right, Revelation 1.18. Okay? But he surely didn't get those from the devil. Okay? In other words, no one goes there without his ruling. In fact, the Bible says that hell was made for the devil and his angels. Yeah, hell was made for the devil and his angels. Who made it? Jesus Christ, right? God created hell. That, just like he made heaven, heaven is for those who love him, believers. Hell is for those who deny him. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Let's talk to uh, Tim in Sterling Heights. How you doing, Tim? Tim. Good, Pastor. Long time no talk to you. That's right. Where you been? I don't know. <laughs> I've been here, there, in the other place. <laughs> What I've been doing is reading through the Old Testament, uh -huh. 
And uh, you know, we're we're in a study of Samuel. What a what, what a story that one is. I'm telling you, interesting. But um, yeah. My question may be just an off the wall stupid one. No questions are stupid. Through, no, I, no questions are stupid. I'm in Chronicles. Okay. okay. Well, I'm in Chronicles right now. You know, just following it straight through. Uh huh. Great. And um, what is it about God and unleavened bread? No yeast. No yeast. Make sure there's no yeast. Like when he was telling Moses, you know, this is the first first month of your freedom out of exile from Egypt the 10th day or something, of, I'm paraphrasing, you are to celebrate, but make sure there is no yeast. It must be unleavened bread when he was given instructions. And you see that throughout Scripture. No well, yeast. But, no yeast. Well, what, what happens is a lot of things in the Bible, as you, as you know, are symbolic. It's not that anything is wrong with, uh, with yeast. A lot of these things that we see being, uh, that the Lord asked, they are symbolic of things, but basically uh, they're being done to, to, so that they would learn to obey God, to obey what God tells them to do. So, okay. Yeah, so this is, now in some cases there are things that are, uh, uh, that they were told to do for health reasons. And one would be uh, uh, washing, you know, in, in other words, uh, universal, uh, universal precautions. The hand-washing thing, where right. that started in the Bible. The most interesting thing, that back in the day, uh, in England, America, about 1800s, that doctors did not wash their hands when they did a medical practice. They, did, they didn't. They, they had bloody hands. They'd go from one patient to the other. And Wow. Yeah. And uh, what happened, a guy by the name of Dr. Similwise, okay, he, there was no micro microscopes in those days, but all of the doctors, they would, you know, they would just uh, do an operation, have blood on their hands, go to the next operation. He started observing that people were dying. He said, why are the people dying? Why are some of these folks dying in these operations? And so what he did was he said, it must be something on our hands. He didn't know. There was no microscope wasn't invented yet, 1800. So what happened was he washed his hands and then started doing his operations, and he found out that his patients didn't die. Now, he told that to the other doctors. You know, you thought they would listen to him, but they didn't. They said, oh, you're crazy. There's nothing on our hands. You know, blood with bloods in there. And so uh, they kept dying. Finally, when he started washing his hands, similarized, and the patients were alive, okay, he helped some of them, but uh, most of them, they never believed him. Uh, they said he was crazy. And he, uh, he was so upset about it till he, he died in an insane asylum, but he was right. Right now, what he invented was called universal precautions, and it was done in the Old Testament before man even realized to do it. Oh, I never knew that. That was, uh, so I'm glad I called. I just learned something here. Yeah, yeah. No microscopes um, right there, but he said something had to be on your hands. Okay. Um, yeah, but he, uh, you know, as I'm going through this, I mean, God is very specific back then, more right. so than I thought, like building, building his house when David had, who was not allowed to build the house, but he made all the preparations for Solomon to build it, the house of the Lord. Yeah, and, and God so didn't just, want... Just the uh, directions on how specific he wanted yeah. everything done, right down to the linens that the priests were wearing. Well, yeah, well, that's right, that's right. And, you know, he didn't want David to do it, not because David was some kind of a murderer or anything, but Dave was, David was a man of war, 
versus Solomon wasn't into war that much. Uh, during his time, it was more peaceful. But we know that it was someone to say, well, the reason why David wasn't allowed is because he was a murderer. No, he just was a, a man of war. And God did not want his right. temple associated with that. Over in, we know that uh, definitely uh, that the wars that David fought, uh, fought were not of his own. They were God-ordained because in Psalms 144, uh, the psalmist says, he writes here, Blessed be the Lord my, the Lord my strength which teaches my hands to war and my fingers to fight. That's right. So the power that okay. David had to win battles with his armies came from God. So it wasn't calling him a murderer or anything, but just that if you're, right. you know how it is, if you're good at one work, you get identified with one work, then another job might not be appropriate for it. That was all. He wasn't being condemned at all by having Solomon build it. Yeah, well, one thing I also learned real quick, and then I, I'll let you go to other callers, is... Um, I had talked to you a few months ago about, because I played trumpet, and I met our church orchestra and all of that for many, many, many years. Um, and I asked about that because people asked me about, you know, trumpet playing in the Bible and all this. And, I, and I'm reading that uh, throughout the different kings are having trumpets played mm-hmm. for celebration. So, mm-hmm. so it is in the Bible for a trumpet. All kinds of instruments. All kinds of instruments are... Yeah, harp, lyres, tambourines. Absolutely. Anyway, just a side note, because we talked about that before, but now I can specifically see see it in there. But in the Old Testament, I don't know about the New Testament yet, but in the Old Testament... Well, well, understand this. If God has no trouble with it in the Old Testament, there's nothing in the New Testament that forbids it either. If instruments would have been wrong, it never would have been approved of, as we see in the Old Testament. So nothing is wrong with it at all. It's uh, uh, who the music is uh, being addressed to. Uh, music can be used in worship. God has nothing against that at all. Yeah, because when I grew up, it was, uh, it was some of it was hardcore with some of the people I grew up with, the adults. Not that. Well, while I was a kid, you play drums or trumpet or anything like that in church, you're going straight to hell. But yeah, I but mean, you know, the only know, problem with that is nothing in the Bible that says it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm finding there are drums being played in the Bible. <laughs> right, but even if you didn't, there's nowhere in the Bible where drums are forbidden. Okay? In other words, in order for something right. to be wrong, it's got to be wrong biblically. You just can't make it up. Right. <laughs> I mean, if the Bible says enough. We don't need to add to it. But there's absolutely nothing wrong with musical instruments, what you play with them, just like there's nothing wrong with, with dancing. There's good ways to dance, right. bad ways to dance, and definitely there's dances that can be done to praise God. So we just have to be biblical in our discernment uh, and make sure that our direction we go in, we're Bible-led. That's all. Well, I'm going to continue to play my trumpet for the Lord. There's no question about it. Go ahead, so. brother. Put it, get it all out right. there. I'll, I'll, I'll buy the CD. I will buy that CD. You can, you can hear me anytime <laughs> on, our, on our live stream with Cornerstone Baptist. All right. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm up there. So. <laughs> all right. All right. Thank you. All right, right. that number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Yes, friends, all it's about is the Bible. That is the authority in the Christian faith. That is what we test everything for. Christians must hold to the core doctrines of the Christian faith. We might not agree on every single thing, but the main things and the plain things are things that we must believe, okay? Uh, and uh, so, uh, and that happens. Yeah? Uh, denominations may have some small differences, but they've got to believe that Jesus died on the cross, 
that he rose from the dead, that he is incarnate deity. He is the word that was made flesh. He is the Alpha and the Omega. Uh, and he, he died on the cross for our sins. There is heaven. There is hell. There are certain doctrines. There are certain things that we can differ on, uh, uh, but that doesn't mean that our, uh, and we can still fellowship with, even though we may have some things that we believe differently. Okay? These are the kinds of things that we'll be working out in our Faith Defenders course on Mondays, which I'll be telling you all about this week. Uh, it's open for anyone who comes and just wants to learn about the kingdom of the cults and how to defend the faith. Uh, there's no tuition that we're going to charge. Uh, however, we will ask you to give a, a good donation just to support the ministry. Uh, and, uh, and we will have something to put in your hand each time you come. And we will have exercises that we will be conducting to make you uh, better prepared to defend the faith. That's what it's all about. Our Monday night Bible study is starting. I've got all the material ready. Just want to uh, push it, get it ready, and hopefully you get yourself ready because it's going to be interactive, uh, and we're going to learn a lot, and uh, we're going to have a lot of fun serving the Lord. Number to call here, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Yeah, divine revelation of hell, I think not. I think not. Here we have uh, Mary Baxter saying this. She says, she describes that after a woman died, she went straight to hell. Wow, what a thing to write to people, okay? She's talking all this stuff. The demons brought her before Satan. Now, now listen to this. She describes after this woman died, talking about a woman who died, um, she went straight to hell. The demons brought her before Satan, where in anger she asked why the demons had control over her. For on earth she thought, she controlled them. They had to do, they had done her bidding. I mean, this is some of the craziest stuff I've ever read. After this woman died, she went straight to hell. The demons brought her before, them, before Satan. Okay? Now listen to that statement. The demons brought her before Satan. There is that same lie that the devil must love every time he sees it. Okay? Because it makes him the king of hell. Okay? He is not the king of hell. He's not sitting on the throne in hell. All of that is absolutely nothing but fairy tale. That's all it is. Nothing in the Bible says it all. Okay? Something that I used to watch in some Bugs Bunny cartoons or something. But the Bible, no place. Absolutely no place. The devil is not the king of hell. He's not sitting on a throne or anything like that there. Okay? No, when he goes there, he's going to be there with everyone else and they will be tormented. That's what the Bible talks about. But don't worry. Because here on the Bible Talk program, our job is to talk about doctrine. That's what we're going to be dealing with. And uh, we're going to go over all the doctrines, give you a chance to ask questions about them, uh, if you desire to do, to, to do so. But we simply must uh, refute some of this stuff uh, because we, we, we've got to be able to preach the gospel accurately. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss, looking at the divine revelation of hell. And anything that you might want to talk about on the Bible Talk program is welcome here. However, it's getting close to the time when this program must end, and it always makes me cry, and it makes Luke cry more and more. <laughs> he's a liar, too. No, he likes the program, but he's got to get out of here sometime. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. And if you enjoy this program, remember, it's yours. This program is yours. We ask you to help support it. You can send donations to P.O. Box 
P.O. Box 05877. That's P.O. Box 05877, Detroit, Michigan, 48205. Make out those checks to Bible Boot Camp Ministries. Okay, That's what keeps this program going. I don't get uh, paid for this. This is just a part of my ministry. Uh, what is given goes to support uh, the ministry and keep it going. And we'd be glad to hear from you in our P.O. Box. So once again, P.O. Box 05877. That's P.O. Box 05877, Detroit, Michigan, 48205. Make out those checks to Bible Boot Camp Ministries. That's uh, what supports this radio program, Strictly Biblical overall, but that is for the radio program, and we appreciate anything that you give. All right. Oh, just a few minutes left. Looking at this, uh, very interesting. If we look at Revelation chapter 20, verse 1 to 2, it says, Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven. This is straight from the Bible here. Wonderful. Coming down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon, that serpent of old, who is the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's what Jesus does, right? Uh, proving that the devil isn't the king over anything. Really, he isn't. Um, says here, this occurs when Jesus comes back. Okay? In Matthew 25, this is not yet, it has not happened yet. So why would, so why would he be in a place of torture without the judgment of Christ? How did he get there? In other words, for uh, Baxter to say, that he was in hell. No, he's not. He does not go to hell until Jesus comes back and puts him there. That's what the Bible says. So understand, all you've really got to do, friends, is read and study your Bible. Anything that's not in accordance with, in accordance with the Bible is something that you can freely reject. Okay? Why would Paul write to put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil Ephesians 6, 11, if he is in hell. <laughs> if he's already there, like uh, Baxter says in her book, then what's the problem? Yeah. You can't do anything from there. How could people be taken captive by him? Well, out of time. I'm about to cry. But I'll see you again next time. God bless you and be strictly biblical. Sponsored by Bible Bootcamp Ministries. There's a new and better way to end sleeplessness, a breakthrough system of technologies that naturally resets your brain for deep, restful sleep. Brain Life Center in Auburn Hills has teamed up with GottaHalfItNow.com so you can personally experience and learn about these technologies. Available now through GottaHalfItNow.com, Brain Life Center is offering their initial 90-minute assessment and consultation for just $75. That's half the regular price. Vouchers are ready for you to buy immediately. Visit GottaHal... Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.